0: Hey, everybody. My name is Ty. My name's Derek. And this is the very first episode of Movie Therapy, which is uh, not a review, I would like to point out. This is just more or less a a show where we talk about movies and just kind of the culture of it. It's not about us reviewing it. It's more of each episode we will come up with a new movie to talk about, where we'll talk about facts about that movie. Uh, We will do like a talk about how we feel about the movie, if it's good or bad, like, but it's more of just everything about th- that movie. So, Movie you,
1: therapy for movie fans yeah. is what it really is. We just want to talk about, uh, we, like, we watch the, these movies over and over again. We watch these scenes over and over again. We want to share our favorite things. I find that there isn't enough stuff out there about older mm-hmm. movies, but we're going to do new movies, any movie yeah. that we feel, and we're going to switch yeah. back and forth.
0: So should we get to what? Movie we picked this week? Yeah. So without, uh, should we explain why we picked this movie before we okay, sure. The title. So without telling you what the movie, even though you already saw it in the title, but yeah. So <laughs> how we picked this movie was basically uh, one day, I well, on my perspective, but one day I went over to his house, and he was like, "Hey, I was watching this movie the other day. I started to. and I thought, you know what? Ty's coming tomorrow. I'll watch it with him." And we watched it and uh i really enjoyed it and then when we decided that we were going to do this we thought what would be the first one to do Mm -hmm. and he got choose and he said that he wanted to do this movie for the first
1: one so i picked 1991's version of cape fear it's Mm -hmm. a remake of a 1962 version Um, this one is directed by martin scorsese which is absolutely amazing um did and stuff yeah well yeah it's, it's actually his follow-up to goodfellas um mm. and uh it's as high as growing grossing film um oops. this is his
0: highest grossing film
1: I, it, that's what it said on imdb i didn't get a chance to double check it but uh i can see in 91 probably did quite well i'm imagining the departed did better than that but well we'll get into that uh the real information on that right. um
0: so without further ado let's do cape fear excellent um So, to start off, we might as well talk about the beginning of the movie. Um, Which, as a big fan of Hitchcock, so I might be mistaken, but through me knowing you, I'm guessing that your favorite director is Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, I would say, for sure. And the reason that you decided to watch this movie was because you thought he was going to have something to do with it? Originally,
1: I had read some article somewhere where it said that uh, Tarantino was too... Um, or that he had something to do with the production of mm-hmm. uh, with Cape Fear, which I believed. Uh, I think uh, Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs came in 92, so I imagine he would have had something to do with it. But yeah. it turns out that I didn't find any credits for it, but I did find some stuff online that said that he was Ooh. thinking of doing a remake. Which would have been freaking cool, uh, especially
0: uh, watching this. Mm-hmm.
1: And I bought it at HMV, probably in a bargain bin for $5. and uh, it just sat there and I never watched it and you
0: mean it's been out since 91 you've got many more excuses for not watching it when it first came out but also I watch two movies every night there is not very much movies that I have an excuse for it sucks though when you because I watch a lot of movies when someone goes oh have you seen this movie and it's like shut up I don't go away Um, but again you being a fan like a big fan of Quentin Tarantino like while we go further on definitely when we talk about more Quentin Tarantino movies Mm -hmm. or stuff like that We'll rely on you more to talk about that. Yep. But as my favorite director, since I knew what directing was, is I was definitely been Hitchcock, which is the very beginning of this movie. And there's definitely a lot of things in this movie that are very Hitchcock. Like for example, at one point, by the way, this we're not talking about the ending yet. But when we do, we will put a spoiler thing up when we do talk about <laughs> um, it. But near the end, not the end yet, there's one point where Max, Katie. Is yeah. wearing a maid's outfit, and when I saw that, I was like, "Me like Norman Bates. That was like exactly Absolutely. from the movie. Absolutely, just everything about how he looked is like Norman Bates if he went to prison and yeah. then looked a little bit Cuban. I believe that was our reaction
1: yeah. too. We saw it right away. We saw
0: it like, oh gosh. And um,
1: but back to the intro. Yeah. Um, the intro was uh, kind of reminiscent. The music and the visuals yeah. were based on a movie by Hitchcock, uh, Vertigo, Vertigo, which I'm not too familiar with
0: it was it's a very good movie we're not talking about Vertigo but a little thing about Vertigo was it was considered when it first came out to be a giant flop and everyone was like oh Hitchcock Mm -hmm. is going down and then he did uh, North by Northwest and Psycho and everyone knows that now excellent even Vertigo is considered a great piece of work I did not know that but, yeah, so... But, like, the
1: uh, the intro, sorry. Uh, yeah. The intro was... Uh, it had, like, some... like Kind of like a water kind of yeah. theme. Like, what Cape Fear kind of is saying. Yeah. Kind of giving a lot of foreshadowing events to what might happen through the movie. Very menacing music. It was very... You can tell what kind of a movie it is, and the, and the intro really sets the tone. The score
0: in this movie and, like, any other Martin Scorsese film yeah. is just amazing. And I gotta mm-hmm. say, like... So... Obviously, different directors, you think about different things. And Martin Scorsese is definitely mobster films, stuff like that. Which, mm-hmm. when the very beginning part where it shows uh, uh, Robert De Niro's character, Max, in prison. and mm-hmm. He had, like, the back tattoo and it's just showing him in prison, something like that. I was like, that's awesome. I was like, that's going to be cool. But there's one part in the very beginning that I got a little bit concerned about. Mm-hmm. And that was when he was leaving the prison and he goes, Hey, what about all your books? And he goes... I already read him. I already said it, read him. He said an in I was like, is he going to be talking like that the whole movie? Yeah. I already read him. I was yeah. like, I don't think, like, I think just because everyone else in the movie didn't talk weirdly, mm-hmm. if that was the whole thing, I think I couldn't keep a straight face. Well, like, the whole, the whole just, court the whole
1: case <laughs> took place in Georgia, right? So he's yeah. he's a Georg- from Georgia. So it, it kind of, like, tells you that he's not from here. He's like kind of like a fish out of water yeah. in... Uh, I can't even, New Essex is what it is, and which is in where, I don't know where that is in the States, but uh, somewhere, mm. somewhere away from Atlanta, Georgia, because uh, his family did move away to get away from yeah. these kinds of things. Um, what I was going to say was uh, with the, I'm kind of losing the train of thought here, um, the, the intro, yeah, with, mm. with that, it, it kind of tells you a lot of things without really tell, like saying yeah. things. Like it, it gets rid of a lot of wasted time explaining who Max Cady is. You so can yeah. see very quickly that he's a well-educated man. He's got the works of Nietzsche, and yeah. he's got different uh, things all over, like that mm. law books, and you can tell that he had a reason to study what he was studying. And it's kind of funny that I, had, I did all this studying as well to, to do this podcast. Um, yeah. and I kind of felt like maybe this is what Max Cady was dealing with. uh, Did you get like
0: a tattoo during it? (laughs) I feel it. I like him. No, no prison tattoos. No prison tattoos. Showing up, you know, wearing the hairnet. Which also I gotta say. So as a man with long hair, uh, when he was working out, he was wearing a hairnet to keep his hair in his face. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, okay, I get that. Like when I used to work out and stuff like that, which I don't anymore. I used to either like a lot of times I wear a hat and stuff like that for the reason of hair getting my face. Mm -hmm. Also, I used to wear a bandana when I would work out. But one thing I gotta say is that when you look at his hair, like he takes it off of the hairnet, and his hair is like bolted to his head, I was like, yeah. I don't think you need to worry about it getting in your face. Like yeah. it looks like he just used glue as shampoo. Yeah. Like that thing is secure. Yeah. And it's just like oh, what's this? Yeah. Oh, this is the beginning. Which also I gotta say, mm-hmm. that part right there what shows his back tattoo yeah. is also basically show like right there you get well, that's, that's what the plot's gonna be. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's everything it you is.
1: see in the intro is is what the movie is going to be about. Yeah, he's got his all Let's his religious stuff. He's got his, his tats.
0: I didn't notice that. You know, that's yeah. that's fine. I never like, noticed can we that. can we can you zoom back to right when he takes off the hairnet?
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So like I work at a place where I wear a hairnet, and uh, so right here, and when I take off my hairnet, it does not stay that no. good on my head like that that is some i'm impressed about how well his hair (laughs) is stuck to that head well he's working out he's working out i want to talk to that guy how did you do that what amazing glue welding bolt stapling (laughs) process did you use so your hair wouldn't fuck with your face like it does for me every five seconds like i need to know that yeah well, you know, it, it
1: it's really set the tone, and I think, uh, it, let's get off the hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's not talk about the hair the whole time. But uh, it ready. was, uh, what I thought of right away with the the screen is, I remembered like, the the intro coming up and all the, the credits mm. coming up in the water, and it kind of reminded me of an old VCR and settings tracking, yeah. and we're realizing how far we've come since this movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we go to uh, just kind of start the movie and it starts kind of going and mm. uh, there's a like a mystery science theater kind of moment where Max Cady interrupts Love some this. people sitting in yeah. the movie theater. And I think that was really reminiscent of a, t- a style Tarantino usually uses. He always yes. has the movie theaters and, and things mm. like that. I, I don't know, I think Scorsese has used a lot of movie theaters and, and things like that, but it kind of like brings you kind of, like if you were watching that in the theater You'd really kind of like feel that yeah. feeling of
0: a very uncomfortableness in the theater. One thing I like where th- someone's annoying you and your family. One thing I like to point out is, so Quentin Tarantino, everyone says has a foot fetish. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Martin Scorsese has a smoking fetish. Yeah. Well, well, you're thinking it's a different time too. And all, but like not even just like normal. Like a lot of them, like they have smoke. Like and I can't like in all of his movies, there's people gi- smoking giant cigars, and it's yeah. like. Like, and it's, yeah. it's fine, like, you, back then you wouldn't even notice it, but now you realize, like, every single one of those movies, he has someone smoking a giant scare. Everyone has their vices camp. And it's like. like, it goes, like, focuses on it. And also, I like the point mm-hmm. out, I like that lighter. Yeah. Just,
1: yeah. But, yeah, like, I gotta say, good. that
0: was definitely, that scene right there, in the movie theater, just, like, the idea, like, when I did the silhouette, and then just, you also, like, I forget what movie it was that it shows, like, you, you immediately recognized it, and I, I didn't, didn't. But we were when we were in the theater, just like oh, and that was Problem Child. Yeah, Problem Child. Yeah. Just like John Ritter, was, it was uh, sh- doing his freak out. It was shot so you knew what movie it was. You shot it, shot it so you could perfectly see both people, and you could get the sense like even with the dialogue and stuff like that, like without knowing the movie, mm-hmm. like that you would think. Yep. This is overacting. Like the way he's laughing, it's totally yeah. overacting. But once you start watching, me, you go, "No, that was purposeful for him to do that." Like, yeah. it does. Like, I like that scene. It's so small, and at the very beginning, you're like, "Okay, what's the purpose of this?" And then yeah. it goes, "No, this is what it is." And immediately, I like the scene. I just like how it's shot, yeah. and it's beautiful for me. It's definitely my favorite scene in the movie. He uses. I would say. Oh, you think that? That's oh, your yeah, favorite that's scene. That's my favorite right. scene in the movie. I, I, I like.
1: Uh, I like the maniacal laughing. Like. Uh, yeah, he used that a lot through the movie. Um, moving on to the uh, rape scene, basically. Well, uh, I mean, I, I shouldn't talk about the rape scene just yet. But uh, what
0: rape scene? The, the
1: well, when he accosts the the girl that Bowden, oh. Bowden is. Uh, well, yeah, he, Sam Bowden is is he's a happily yeah. married man, and he has a daughter. He has a wife named Lee and a, a daughter named Danielle, played by uh, Jessica Lang and uh, Juliette Lewis, yeah, Juliette uh, Lewis. respectively. Um, and uh, they both do really good performances. You really mm. believe that their family's fairly tight. So I was kind of surprised to see that he was kind of... He's n- definitely not cheating on his wife yet. Yeah. He's just... Uh, he's thinking about it. And you don't really see what's going on until yeah. the shit hits the fan.
0: Before we talk about the rape scene, mm-hmm. which... I wouldn't even say it's a rape scene because he doesn't really rape. Yeah. It just is kind of just a group of... They kind of tell you scene. that later. Yeah. yeah. I would say the thing, the scene before that that confused me, and also like did a lot of things. So it's very obvious when at the very beginning where they're playing tennis, and it's like okay, you know, they kind of shouldn't be doing that. Like what I, I like to point out, if you're in a scenario where you are married and you have to tell the person that you're doing something, they're like, hey, don't tell anyone. Maybe we should stop this because my wife not might mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. That's pretty bad. But. So that part, you're like, okay, something's going on there. They mm-hmm. could be che- like, he could be cheating. Something, something bad's there. And you kind of get the idea that he's being unfaithful. But then, like, a couple scenes later, it's that night. I think it's that night. And uh, Nero's character is lighting off fireworks outside their house. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the wife, which her character's name, Lee, gets up, puts on lipstick, and does it, like, right before that, it does a very hitchcock scene of, like, the black and white... Yeah. sex scene but then after that it's like she puts on the lipstick and then she does nothing and then she looks at the window and then she goes oh wake up wake up and then they go and check it and then when she gets outside she wipes it off and I'm, I'm like I feel like there should be more to, like what is that what is mm-hmm. going on like yeah. and it doesn't mention it ever again like it's not like yeah. later you don't find out yeah. oh nah she never wears lipstick for him it's for someone else like it just never mentions it again I think it may be for her because she doesn't feel that he thinks of her
1: the way yeah. he used to. I think maybe in a way she is kind of embarrassed that she gets caught. That's why she wipes it off real Just quick. Really. She doesn't want to have to say, hey, I put this on for this reason. Yeah, you know, She may suspect what's going on, but really she didn't find out that he was even thinking about cheating yeah. until after the, the rape. Mm. Um, so th- th- I'm, I'm just thinking they're at the ice cream parlor and he buys them ice cream and yeah. he creepily drives away, mm-hmm. and then the movie theater was was before that. Yeah, and it was right. And so like they, he made his presence kind of known, mm. um, and then then he uh, he finds Bowden after the racquetball racquetball yeah, not tennis the racquetball. Like, the racquetball match, and he sees. Uh, he talks to her, and I would have to say that that's my favorite scene. The scene when, fir- when Max Cady reintroduces himself mm. to Sam Bowden and tells him about all the things yeah. that he remembers about what's going on and, and hinting at it, and he always calls him counselor. yeah, counselor. Always counselor. Never Sam. Yeah. So I think he's really making it clear that he wants to remind him about the law mm. of what's going on. And he also mentions that he represented himself when he tried to do a plea bargain to get out of jail.
0: One thing I never got in the movie, and it mentions it at one point, and I forget if it's this part or later on. They go, he goes, Oh, you know, we're a couple lawyers talking shop, or yeah. like whatever, something like that. I'm like, watching it, I'm like, Is that how it works? Can I go to prison and read a couple books and I'm a lawyer? Is that? Well, like? you, you can always represent yourself. Well, yeah, that, but it's like, he's like, Well, I'm a lawyer now. It's like, I don't think that's how it works. No, no <laughs> it definitely doesn't work. That I don't way. think it's like, I just like the idea that at yeah. the end of all this, like, if, Whatever but it does, it does he, explain
1: like, how he comes yeah. to find the information that he's using this yeah. whole
0: time to, to sabotage his family. He's just like, I didn't get that part, where he's just like, a bunch of lawyers talking shop. He's like, no, you are a criminal yeah. that is stalking a family. Yeah, and he's <laughs> got like like funds not, too, right? Yeah. I mean,
1: his, his, he, uh, they seized his bank account at one point in the movie, and mm. it's, it's somewhere in the line it says something like he got $90,000 mm. for selling his mom's farm. And he does yeah. mention that in there, too. That's why he's got all the money. Because he's offering to pay him off and, and mm-hmm. later on. And uh, he's, he's basically saying, this isn't what I'm... I'm not after money. Yeah. He says, You'll learn about loss. And then yeah. that, that's the last line he says in that scene. And we actually had to rewind it. Because I was like, what did he say there? Yeah. And you're not quite supposed to catch it. Because later yeah. on, he's reaccounting what he said. And he's definitely not telling his family the 100% truth. Because yeah. he's afraid that he's going to freak them out. I'm kind of wondering why he wouldn't just be like, you know what? This guy is yeah. dangerous. I did something terrible.
0: Let's get the hell out of Dodge. I just like, my favorite thing about watching movies, well, there's a lot of things I like about watching mm-hmm. movies, but I like, at the end of it thinking, what would have happened if I was in that scenario? Like, mm-hmm. I, for, first of all, if I was max in this scenario, even if I was like, I'm getting revenge and Nelson he walked up to me and goes, I'm going to offer you this much money. I'd be like, wait, wait what? Okay, sweet. Okay, yeah. bye. I <laughs> like, I would have been the easiest yeah. criminal and then, like, we're going to give you a little bit of money. Like, it wouldn't even be <laughs> considered a lot. and I'd be like, okay,
1: yeah, I'll, no, I'll take you it. You just think of, think of a guy in prison that found out a couple of years into his sentence mm. that there was some evidence that could have Save reduced him. his sentence. He's going to read his books. Mm. He's going to figure out a way to get revenge on the person that did this to him. Unbeknownst to Sam Bowden, what... What Max Katie knows, he has no idea. See, I'm but he he ha- he has a guilty conscience because he talks to the other lawyer mm. about it, and the other lawyer is just repeating what the law is and says you can't do this. I would be you buried
0: the evidence thing out of all this movie, like considering everything that there is in this movie, the mo- the thing I'm most impressed about is the fact that this guy that was convicted of rape and stuff like that and went to prison because he is a criminal. The first thing he thought was this guy put me in prison and he could have reduced my sentence I'm going to get smart and I'm going to get back at him mm-hmm. where most criminals would be like I'm going to beat him up yeah no he <laughs> he may uh, went I'm going to be smart about it I can't imagine people in prison going yeah, I'm going to read and I'm going to become smart and get back at yeah, him yeah like he studied his ass off mm, But also for the,
1: all those years and he worked himself out like I mean De Niro himself mm. he was like down to 4% body fat or something yeah for the thing and the stuff that he did for the movie Mm-hmm. Maybe we should talk about the acting later and we'll talk yeah. about the movie itself. Um, so as the movie progresses, it becomes creepier and like the music is mm-hmm. like just intense through the, the, the scenes. like if we want to talk about the rape scene, yeah. um, and I keep calling it a rape scene, but there is it's not it, it's, it, we're talking 91. They, they, yeah. they wouldn't be comfortable filming these kinds of things. There is yeah. kind of I, I did see a YouTube video about the dissection of that scene. And there's a point where he's doing something. Yeah. It almost looks like he's taking his clothes off or her clothes off, but mm. it doesn't quite match up to the next scene, like the next yeah. shot as it's going. Um, so it, it's kind of like difficult to call it a rape. Well, it, yeah. They said that he raped her. That's that's kind of, you, you, you yeah. don't need to see that, which is, I think is awesome about Scorsese's style, is you see the violence. Yeah. But... The real brutal stuff is, happens off screen. Like when he bites into her face,
0: yeah.
1: he's like, you can tell just mm. by looking at the back of his head, he is not like, he's, he's ripping that flesh off there. Yeah. Like he's not unclenching his teeth. He's coming out with it. He's an animal. You know, the, the way it's shot with the fan behind him, um, it's brutal and it's yeah. brilliant all at the same time.
0: I, I'm i a person who, again, is a person who loves films. Mm-hmm. I like I, I love films, but I'm also a really big fan of just being a asshole with them. I'm just going, <laughs> I found this. I don't like this part. Mm-hmm. For example, that part, the first thing that came to mind was the chunk that gets ripped out of her face. I was like, that's fake. That is so fake. It looks, but again, for the time, I yep. get it. But I'm just sitting there going, yeah. no, it's fake. It's yeah. really, because like, it looks like, Yeah. It, to me, it looked like those walmart halloween things you know yep there's like like it bulges out a little bit and i'm like yeah but like it, it, was it was yeah. great acting it was great acting um
1: by both actors in that scene because i think uh, i think i read something about it that the handcuffs when they went on her mm. that's when she was supposed to be freaking out but she just kind of went with it because you know she was drunk yeah. and she was angry about uh, being stood up yeah so she kind of felt like she was gonna be able to throw this in Sam Bowden's face. Like haha. So I, I mean and, and she was like, you know, it seemed very fun. Like she was like down for whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it was like she didn't see it coming, and then no. when it when it happened, it's brutal. You can just feel the pain, you, the music and you just feel it. Um, there's there's a lot of rape scenes in a lot of movies since that mm-hmm. you, you know definitely trump that. But if you're thinking about ninety one. That's yeah. quite the scene, he spits the cheek out and breaks her arm, and, and mm. then you see the Hitchcock pan out yeah. with the window, and you see
0: him just laying the beats. Oh, on her. Yeah. Um, C- can I skip towards, for a couple scenes? Sure. So the next scene that I really think like is a big, big scene is definitely, so, and I will quote myself from when <laughs> I first watched this, yeah. there was more red flags in this scene. <laughs> Than in Germany in the nineteen forties. So we're talking Holy <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we're talking about the drama class yeah. scene. So yeah. people, if you haven't watched this movie, I would definitely suggest watching these movies before you watch these podcasts. Watch these podcasts, but I think it's more this these podcasts are more, more for you watch the movie, come here, we'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah. So when you watch the movie, um and if you don't, sorry, you should watch it. <laughs> Basically, she gets a phone call. And this is Juliet's character, so the daughter, gets a call and says, Hey, you know, I'm your drama teacher. Come on down to the friggin' drama room. Yeah. And I'm going to give you, like, he said something like a special lesson or something. like he, Well, like, he, he, he's, you he have he, to remember that Max Katie is really, he's, he's, he's smooth. smooth. But it was just like, come down to this. And it right before this, her dad was like, okay, there's this crazy ass guy who's a rapist, is now coming and trying to hurt our family. I'm not know, sure, I'm not sure she know, knew that. I yet. don't know if he knew he was a rapist, but he knew
1: that she knew there was a person. Cause She's talking about flashing. What, mom? Yeah. I've never been flashed before?
0: Yeah. <laughs> also, that's not a good thing to say to your mom. No. <laughs> you don't think I've been flashed before? <laughs> yeah, okay, this scene. So then yeah. she goes down this creepy-ass hallway that looks like... It's a basement. The drama, yeah. the drama classroom is in the basement. So I'd, I'd say, if you've ever been to the Tar in Disney, it looked like that as a hallway. And she's like, no, nah, I should keep going down. And then she walks into a room. No one else is there except for this creepy-ass motherfucker inside a <laughs> gingerbread house. And she goes, this seems like a safe place to be. And, she, yeah. and he basically, that right there. Yeah. He goes, I'm going to stick my thumb in her mouth. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't lie to her. He says that he's the big bad wolf.
1: And he's smoking a reefer. Yeah. It's like she knows. He's be- but, but she is
0: being rebellious because her parents... Fighting all the time. I like but like no one pays attention there to There's so much things in the scene where it's like basically to translate the scene in a sentence would basically imagine if a man called you and then came up to you and said, I'm a rapist. Yeah. Let's hang out. Yeah. You don't say, Let's go for it and then yeah, then they kiss and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm watching this movie, like at this point, Juliet deserves to die. Yeah. I she needs to. <laughs> she needs to at this point. Like yeah. she is so like so many red flags, and she goes, Yeah, it's good. I can continue going. Sure, this guy may rape me, may touch me in my funny places. That I don't want to be touched, <laughs> but I'm gonna go ahead. It seems like a good time. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's like, I, I can't
1: believe I'm laughing at that. That's lines like, like,
0: like <laughs> going to a freaking cocktail party with freaking Bill Cosby and going, <laughs> This seems like a great time. It seems like a great idea, and then yeah. afterwards. That per- yeah. Bill went want to go my friend Tiger Woods house and then going yeah. it's like there is so many <laughs> bad choices in that sentence yeah. and she was like this seems like a good idea like so well, many Ty,
1: it, I think I think also I don't think I don't think she really knew what to think I think like you know she's a uh, she's not sixteen yet yeah she's just finding out about herself
0: she's very innocent she's better find out a lot yeah. more about herself yeah
1: like but I mean <laughs> she's you know she's like somebody's interested in her mm-hmm. and it's an older man sure like and, 50. and you know like she's not being told all the right information about who this fella is and she doesn't see him as a bad character she smokes weed yeah he's smoking weed and what? he's and he's being so nice to her and all the stuff on the telephone before that yeah. it, but she he was just you know feeding into her ego yeah. so all she wanted to do was meet this person and when she found out who it was, she still wasn't scared.
0: She's like, you know what? Maybe being raped is Can fun. I, no,
1: I don't <laughs> think I don't think we'll go that extreme. <laughs> I don't think she ever thought that she was gonna get hurt. I think she yeah. more thought, This guy's getting a bad rap. My dad's saying all these things about her about him. About him yeah. But I don't and I don't think she's like, Oh, gee, I hope something happens to me. I think she's more just thinking, if she takes off in a panic, something definitely will happen to her. Yeah. Um, Moving, can, uh, moving on from that scene. Wait, wait, I just
0: want to do one yep, last thing. Sure. One last staple in my, in my okay. plate there. Can you bring <laughs> up a picture of uh, Robert De Niro? I, I don't. It can be from Cape Fear or it can just be him as a person. Mm-hmm. Just any picture. Um, basically, I'd like to point, I want you to look into his eyes. And I want you to tell me if you would trust that man. Yeah. At no point in my life have I ever looked at Robert De Niro and went, That is a trustworthy man. That is a good... <laughs> Hearted, safe person. Yeah, I have always looked at Robert De Niro and went, "That man wants to hurt me." Oh, really? Like, look. Okay, <laughs> I, I have friends. Of. I have friends' dads that look just like him,
1: and uh, I think I think he's a, a, a nice looking guy. I think he's a, a a
0: guy that I would love to have a conversation with. I think it'd be cool to have a conversation with him from another side of the glass. <laughs> like, he looks like. I don't think the charisma of Max Cady is amazing, though. Yeah, but I think the reason. The, the the fact that he's in a lot of Martin Scorsese's gangster films is not is not have anything to do, other than the fact that he, freaking Scorsese sitting there going like I can cut down on, you know, costume effects because this guy already looks like he's been in jail several well, times. Well, cutting to uh, talking about the actors, uh, Robert De Niro actually. Yeah,
1: look at that. He, he actually, okay, there
0: there he looks oh, he looks better. But I mean, even that's that. That's from Meet if, the
1: Fockers, right? Yeah, if he walked yeah. up to
0: me like that, even now. I would still go you are going to hurt me either physically or sexually. Yeah. Okay. I am backing away from that man. So we can continue. <laughs> neither of us from. are women so we don't really have an opinion on yeah, that. Yeah, I guess we can't really talk about it. Yeah. let yeah. Let's
1: but continue. Uh, anyways, so the the acting actually Robert De Niro uh he mm. paid a dentist to file down his teeth. He paid $5,000. His teeth nailed down. And he also right there, used that's a criminal. He
0: also used uh um if i go to prison i don't see that man i'm upset (laughs) i'm calling i hope you don't go to prison because i think there's a whole (laughs) lot more to worry about than guys that look like robert de niro if i show up and no one looks like robert de niro i'm calling the ward i'm like listen (laughs) you need to work on something you don't have robert de niro here come on i i've seen movies i know what's supposed to look like here yep okay so um
1: so are we going to talk about the 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 end yet no
0: probably not well is there any other spot? Because we have a lot of talk about. It. Do you mm-hmm. want to? Do you want to just talk about the end right now, and then we can go into the acting and stuff like that? Sure. Okay. Can we get the spoiler thing up? I have to peek around the camera to see if the spoiler thing's up, because <laughs> 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 there's a camera moving. Uh, we have spoiler. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you, yeah, if you see that thing until it goes away, if you don't want to hit your spoilers, mute it. Okay, or skip to when it's no longer there. Okay. So the ending. Going to the climax. Yes. Going to the ending climax. So uh, we didn't really
1: talk about the fact that um, he does pay some people. He eventually pays people to beat Max Cady up. up. Um, And then Max Cady turns the tables on them and he basically takes care of them. And then he's like that wonderful scene where he's like, counselor, come out, come out, wherever you are. Yeah,
0: which is a great scene. And then... Mm -hmm. After that, it's in the house with the teddy bear scene, which is great. I like the teddy Snowballs bear scene. from there. So they got
1: Kursik in the house, yeah. who is the uh, special investigator, who is played by Ro- Robert Mitchum. Yeah. Um, and he actually was, was Nolte's character. Uh, mm-hmm. He was actually Sam Bowden in the original movie. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and he's in there with a teddy bear kind of like wire set up. So yeah. they know
0: if Ka- Katie comes in the house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, then he gets in, he murders the maid, and then a scene basically, like where I mentioned earlier, where he looked just like um, uh, Norman Bates, yep. where he puts on a wig, he puts on the clothes like the maid, where it looks like a, it looks like De Niro was in yep. Psycho. And, and then... And
1: Kursick sits at the dinner table, and he's mixing yeah. his famous cocktail. Yeah. Do, you,
0: do you know what the cocktail is? It's... Uh, Jack Daniels. Nope. Oh, wait, it's not Jack it's Daniels. Jim Beam whiskey Sorry, Jim and
1: Beam. Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. And uh, he, he says that his, him and his father, or his father used to drink that on stakeouts. So that's, yeah, like, that's his drink of choice. So he starts telling the housekeeper, which he thinks is the housekeeper, when it's yeah. really
0: Max Katie dressed in drag. Which, you know, it completed my bucket listing. thing. Rub and Drag. I was like, I really want to see that in my life. <laughs> um, and then he takes, uh, a piano wire mm-hmm. and, uh. Like, if you play video games and you know the Hitman series... Yep. Basically did that to him, so put it around his neck and killed him. Uh, and then... Mm. he strug- That's not how he'd kill him. No, no, he struggles and... Uh, Kursick pulls out a gun yeah. and ends up shooting himself in the face. Yeah, and then... Uh, which, a part that I never got from this movie... And then it cuts to the family who's sleeping. It's like, if I was sitting at home and I knew... It, I knew everything this guy was capable of. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, okay, we have a person... Yeah, right here. We have a person in our house with a gun, and we have elaborate setup to see right there to see if he comes in the house. And it's like we have elaborate setup. I'm gonna sleep now, though. Like, yeah. even though my daughter and my wife could be in harm's way. Yeah, I think this is a good time to catch up on my naps. Like, well, he had he had a lot of faith in Kursik <laughs> and uh, wrongly placed faith. I I should add yeah. as. Uh, Kursik didn't do much other than we're um, acquiring them to get a mop, make a bloody mess. I well, guess, that's that's his fault. That's, that's his goal. final flip out though. Yeah. Is, is when he trips on the blood. Also, um, I guess a, a good part about that part is the whole. It was like a warning. They would have woke up and they didn't hear the gunshots. So in a way, he needs to thank Kursik for <laughs> shooting himself. Yeah. Thank you, Kursik, for ending your life in yeah. such a loud manner. But, and like, what a along. horrible
1: way to wake up. You wake up yeah. and you, you find your uh, your maid's dead. The guy you
0: paid <laughs> to, make sure to, you're to, okay. to make sure you're okay <laughs> is, is dead. dead. <laughs> and you're fa- falling in their blood. Like, it it yeah. was like Disney on ice, but a lot less mm-hmm. uh, um, elegant. Yeah. Yeah, right here, this is the death. See, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Jack Daniels. See, right here, then it's like, Jim ready? B. Psycho. Psycho moment. Right there. Bam. Then... Of course, he's got the... Yeah.
1: Yeah. He got the beats to the face with the...
0: I just really like the face. Yeah. Like, he seems like he's not even into it. And then, boom. Then, see, they wake up. They're like, oh, crap. Maybe right All now would stuff not... All going
1: on in their house, yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe right now wasn't a good time to sleep. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you could sleep. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I would have very trouble sleeping if someone was... They really me. thought that they were going to get him. Um, then, after this, after um, Disney on Blood, they drive to... <laughs> <laughs> where did they, it it wasn't I think they did they already live in Cape Fear or did they drive to Cape well, Fear? Well Cape Fear is the lake. Yeah so they drove to Cape Fear because they thought um, they're gonna get on a boat and because they thought they'd be safe if they were yeah, in the no water. A boat. Yeah. So they got in a boat which Robert De Niro's carried to Max he jumps on the bottom of their car and drive like goes like that the whole He's way. He's connected to the chassis. Yeah by a belt yeah. and goes the whole way like that and then they get yeah. there and uh, they got on the boat. Robert Neer gets out from underneath the car, goes into the bathroom, changes. Then, I forget, how did he get on the boat again? Does he, I think, oh, he gets another boat. He gets another boat. And follows and him And then
1: he, he docks, or he gets on the boat from there. Yep. And uh, he knocks out uh, Sam Bowden. Yeah. Positions him so that he can see into the, the galley of the boat. Yeah. Where he plans on...
0: Um, raping. What,
1: no, I was th- I was gonna use the word rape. I was gonna he's gonna teach him about loss. Oh
0: yeah, you're yeah, like, gonna you're yeah. gonna learn about loss. How much time do you think we've said rape in this episode so far? Yeah, I don't way know. more times than I ever wanted to in my life.
1: <laughs> um.
0: So th- they did that. So he persists him so he can see inside. By the way, it's storming like crazy outside during this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Right here. So he gets in. He's like, Hey, you know. Uh. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing as he does not say it this nicely. Mm-hmm. But hey, I have a gun. I'm going to teach him about loss. Uh, well, basically, it,
1: she's saying, My husband has a gun. He said, What, this? This yeah, gun? This and gun? of course, that's Kursik's gun. They left yeah. the scene of a crime. With a gun. Oh, yeah. So
0: <laughs> they're now wanted people because <laughs> yeah. they went, I'm, gonna take this well, gun. He, right. hey,
1: I'm trying to think of what the actual law term was. Uh, Fugitive? No, no. There was an actual lawyer reference as to what he an act of God. Oh. Um, no, no sense worrying about it. But, um, but he he does tell um, um, the other one of the other characters, uh, the the lawyer, um, mm-hmm. the DA or whatever, that uh, he's he's going to be a fugitive because he's afraid for his life and it's an act of God and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, so he gets on the boat and uh, Juliette Lewis's character Danielle um, sprays him with uh, lighter fluid and
0: um, throws a match at him. Well, he has his oh, cigar yeah, sorry, going, so his lighter going, fluid yeah.
1: matches, so he burns his face really badly.
0: And he falls off the boat.
1: Yeah, falls off the boat. Um, but, uh,
0: nice Family Reunion for a couple seconds. Yeah, well, the, the girls
1: the jump off, the girls jump off, and then it's left Sam Bowden with uh, Max Katie. he handcuffs his ankle to the boat, and oh, the boat yeah. hits a rock, smashes into a bunch of pieces. And he's having a final scene. Yeah, right here. Yeah, there he goes. And uh, he has a final scene.
0: I guess we'll talk about what we see right here. This is, uh, she just throws nothing. I didn't think it that wasn't the lighter fluid, I don't think. Well, he's
1: got the, that's the flare Flair. that he's got. What,
0: I thought, does he already
1: have the lighter fluid on him? No, no, she's got it. Remember she was, he threw her in the, yeah, the, the
0: back. B- in the back, so that he could have his way with the wife first. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so that would hurt so bad, having that stuff just go on your hand. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it would be a good time. Um, but, yeah, so this happens. And, uh, yeah, so this is the end where they do the conf- confrontation. And I, you're going to have to take care most of this part out because... I know it happens at the end. But I forget. Like there is definitely blurry spots in my memory of how <laughs> stuff happens. So all I know is that like this happens. Then he gets off the boat. Then he gets back on the boat. Well, I don't think they ever leave the boat. I, I thought, think. Uh, oh yeah, here's he. He's left on the the dock. He yeah. comes to.
1: He comes down. He has a final confrontation with Katie. Yeah. And uh, and he basically is drowning and he's speaking in tongues as he's going down you think it's gibberish but he's speaking in tongues because he Mm. believes he's being delivered to heaven yeah but there is one point where he's got a rock and he's about to smash max with it Mm. and the tide runs out and he isn't able to do that but then there's a real symbolism of the whole thing is his hands are covered in blood Mm. the water goes on it washes his hand off and he looks at it and there's a moment where he feels
0: like I've, I've yep.
1: completed this. It's over. It's mm-hmm. over now.
0: And then, so then Max drowns mm-hmm. in this giant storm, which is incredible. And then, yeah, so then after Max is dead, I'm um, drowned. so he's yep. dead now. Th- which, by the way, he looked like, by the end of the movie, he looked like Freddy Cougar. Like, he was yeah. just burnt and just, just destroyed. Yep. Tough guy. Yeah. Real tough guy. Uh, the family reunites and goes home. I, th- I forget. They go home... I forget the exact ending. I remember...
1: No, it, it just cuts yeah. to uh, Juliet Lewis talking about uh, her her project for school. Oh, yeah. And uh, how it kind of ties... The intro was that kind mm. of... Like, bef- like that was the first thing you saw was her talking about that. Mm. And it's her completing it. And she has to... I can't remember exactly what the... Yes. The thing to tie it all together. Um, kind of went all over the place with that. But that's okay. Yeah. Well, This is our first podcast with it. Yeah.
0: So... So that was uh, we have spo- do we have spoilers off the thing because I think now we've talked about the, yeah, what he's happened. He's just kind of showing the uh, yeah, this, yeah. This is the debt. So the bloody debt. He looks actually I gotta say what he looks more like is uh, oh, I can't remember the movie now. Um, oh, Wrong Turn. Oh yeah. He looks like one of the inbreds off one Wrong Turn. Yeah. But yeah. So like there's this big confrontation on a piece of wreckage. <coughs> Excuse me. But yeah, so that's the movie part. Like that's that. so. If you didn't watch the movie and you just wanted to watch, you just wanted to see our lovely faces, <laughs> then that's what happened in the movie. That's uh, how yeah. the movie went. The so, final,
1: the final death scene, I found a little unsatisfying. I mean, drowning, yeah. drowning, sure, that puts an end to it. Yeah. But I kind of wanted to see Sam Bowden lay yeah. the beats to him and like really come just, out on top. Yeah. Um. Um. But who so, knows? That yeah. might have been a decision Scorsese made. Yeah, which is
0: okay. So well, in that way, then you know he doesn't have blood on his hands. Like he didn't actually kill the man. Like, exactly, exactly. So yeah, but it does kind of work that way—an act of God. Yeah. yeah. But like so, actually, I didn't even see that comparison before. Like he says, it's an act of God. Mm-hmm. It actually, does turn out to be an act of God. Yep. But anyway, so so there you go. Yeah, now that we, we've talked about the movie and what all happens. So if you haven't seen the movie, you now know what happens. Um, the acting, what'd you, like the acting I thought was really good, um, the consi- besides my concerns at the very beginning of the whole accent, which mm-hmm. dies very low, like it starts off really like strong, like you know, grab your cousin and your grits, So yeah. like, I'm surprised considering that everyone else spoke like Northerner, and then mm-hmm. he was Southerner, it was like mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit of contrast, but it didn't... It worked. Like it was oh, definitely over. Like
1: definitely worked. It added to the creepiness mm. of the character. And like I was totally invested. I mean, anytime mm. you watched him on the screen, De Niro is just into he's he, fierce. At that age, at ninety-one, he was really coming into his stride. You know, we just did mm. good Goodfellas, mm-hmm. and it was just like it was absolutely amazing. I think he was probably pretty easy to work with as far as that movie went. Um, let's talk about other actors. Actually, which two actors do you think were nominated for Academy Awards?
0: Uh, Nobody won any, the, but... I was going to say, I think I played Sam. Nope. No? Nope. Uh, De Niro? De Niro. Okay. He, was,
1: he was up for Best Actor.
0: And either... So and, the other two are And there was Lee. a supporting actress. So it's either Lee or uh, Juliet. Yeah.
1: Danielle, or Juliette Lewis. And We're talking about the actors now, mm. so we're talking about... She was nominated for an Oscar as well. Juliet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Which... In a in that movie, there was a lot of good acting in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh
0: yeah, but the person who I'd say had the worst acting, what I'd say would be Juliet. Like I, I liked, mm. like again, she was still a good actor. Just I felt compared to the other ones, like considering that she was going with you know you know Robert De Niro, she did good. Just and she definitely held her own. Yeah. But if I was gonna say anyone was gonna get awards from that movie, I you wouldn't think I'd it was say, her. I'd say there be. I would say the three people that got awards for the movie would be Scorsese. Um, uh. Yeah, Scorsese didn't win an Oscar uh, until Departed. Yeah. So I mean, um, he
1: he definitely had been nominated for many times, but yeah. he got snubbed. De Niro and then the guy who played Sam. Nick came. Nolte. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that they were good. I I I say that uh, Juliet Lewis was an eighteen year old playing a fifteen year old, and I think it was really well done. Well, that
0: I think did well. Um,
1: I think uh, the the awkwardness of her character, and even even like the uh, the curiosity of her character was was done quite well.
0: Where I gotta say, usually in movies when they're like, oh, you know, you're playing a fifteen year old, it's usually ridiculous. Like it's usually have they usually still have like boobs the size of my head, and it's (laughs) like, no way, is that a fifteen year old? Where in this, I at no point was mm-hmm. I like, no way, that's a, f- no way. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, seeing that she's only 18, yeah. it's a smaller gap than usually when they have, like, 21-year-olds yeah. playing 14-year-olds, which don't make sense whatsoever. But, like, it just, like, where a lot of times in movies, like, for example, a terrible series, uh, what's it called, uh, Transformers. Uh, I forget, I think it's Megan Fox's <laughs> character, it's supposed to be... Like in high school? And it's like, no, not even a little bit. Like I yeah. like I'm in high school. I can say no one yeah. no one looks like Megan no. Fox. No one. And I'm like, I don't believe that for a second where I could see yeah. Juliet going like walking around. Juliet yeah. Juliet Lewis. I could yep. see her in my like in high school. Like Yeah. At, at no that point age, was for I, sure. For at sure. no point was I like for sure mm, I don't believe it. And honestly, like, even though I'm making fun and I still think the stupidest part of this movie is definitely the drama scene, (laughs) even saying that, that part even, I was like, I could see a lot of teenage girls in my grade being that stupid. Like, just going, yeah, I'm going to go with it. I'm an independent (laughs) woman. You just said that. I I can do it. And it's like, like, there's a lot of people, especially as teenagers, there's a lot of teenagers. And I'll say there's definitely been times where I've even done it, where it's like, I'm... I'm almost an adult, I can, I'm good, I I can hold my own. And then, you know, if you're in that scenario, you know, you're like, oh, I can hold my own. I can go talk to the drama teacher. And the next thing you know, you got a dick in your butt. And that's not usually (laughs) how you want that scenario to end up. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you got an active imagination. And it always,
1: always ends up with rape. Uh, I, I I don't think uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. so, can we can we move on to other actors in the film? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are three actors in the film that appeared in the original. Yeah. Um Robert Mitchum, of course, he played the uh Max Ka- Katie character in the original. Yeah. Um and uh, uh I, I didn't write the first name down. Balsam, he was the judge and yeah. he played uh he played Elgar. He played the character that uh that Robert Mitchum plays in the original. Okay. It's kind of like, kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, uh, Gregory Peck uh, is the lawyer that was representing Katie in the uh, mm-hmm. in, in the last court trial that they were in, or, or basically to get the,
0: uh Oh, the, uh, 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 what's it called? <laughs> I can't even think of the word. The, Basically saying he can't be near this person. What's it called? Uh, restraining order. Restraining order. That's yeah. the word. I was trying to think of it too. I was like, ah, so, I'm. So, so yeah, He was word. the
1: lawyer that secured that. So yeah. that was Gregory Peck, and he was originally the Nolte character, the yeah. Sam Bowden character in the original. And funny fact, that was his last film.
0: Really? Yes. He so die or he just quit? He died. Okay. He died. Do you so know? Do you know
1: Gregory Peck? peck? He no. was uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. He was in a oh, lot of movies. Okay. Yeah. Like I say yeah. so. He
0: took like the. The guaranteed quit. Yeah, yeah. You know, the way he took, uh, mm-hmm. it left stage. But yeah. uh, no, it was his
1: last film. I think he had had other things in yeah, the can. Um, but uh, I think that was his last mm. recorded uh, film thing. Um, getting into other trivia. Um, I read, and I I tried to stay away from IMDb mm. because I feel like I, you if you want to find out about. Yeah. Any movie anyone goes there. I, I definitely have it beside me anytime I'm watching a movie yeah. and if I, I, I don't, I, I have to go phone. get my phone to
0: find out. yeah I like to try and put the phone down when I'm watching a movie. But, I, uh, I used to have a rule, and this is just talking about again, probably a lot of times in this series we will talk just about mm-hmm. watching movies. so I used to have a rule when I'd watch movies, which would be like if we like let's say we were watching a movie right now, like you know screened up there, like okay, everyone put your phones put the phone in the center. Girl. no one touched it. Then I got a girlfriend. What if you realized, What if you touch it though? Is there Was there? No. If you went. No if, repercussions. If whatsoever? you even reach for it, I'd give you a death glare. Oh. And I would pause it, and I wouldn't play it until you set it down. Yeah, I, feel I, like, I feel like I feel like there should it, be money involved, until or, or you put beats, it there. or something, or I bloody like, knuckles, or something. I still really like the idea of the uh, again talking about just not watching movie, but the whole paying for food. I saw this one guy post a thing on Facebook saying that he gets everyone to put their phone in the center. Mm-hmm. The first person who gets a call from his oh, yeah. wife has to pay. Yep. I thought that's a really cool idea, but you just feel like, know, yeah. do not disturb mode. <laughs> just face down. But yeah, so I, I used to do that, and then I got a girlfriend. I realized if I went to my girlfriend, I'm like, put it in the center, else I'm going to pause the movie, she just goes, really? Then I'll go, okay, never mind. Yeah. Yes. So right here, you know, I guess we won't put this. That could inside. be a that
1: could be a no topic podcast there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. Um, um, so back okay, to the movie, so <laughs> the,
1: the the actors that are in the in the I just t- spoke the actors that were in the original. I mm. thought that was kind of neat that there's three actors that were in the. They were acting. They were trying to get more people to do it. Yeah. Um, but what also wanted to talk about in the trivia I found this out was uh, originally the script belonged to Steven Spielberg. Really. And he wasn't going to do it because it was too dark t- for as far as he was concerned. So mm-hmm. he got together with Scorsese, and Scorsese actually had the script Schindler's List. That, So, and and uh, Scorsese had abandoned Schindler's List. He, was, he couldn't figure out how to do it. So he switched it with... They traded it. It was an equal trade back and forth. I really like the idea. D- Spielberg stayed on as a producer in this movie, and there's a bunch of things in the movie that... Uh, that are
0: nods to Spielberg in it. I just really like the idea that Spielberg is like, I'm I'm not gonna take Cape Fear, that's too dark. Oh wait, what about the Holocaust? About uh, Did you see it? About, have I seen yeah. Schindler's list? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I'm just saying I as a person who's seen it, I'm like yeah. he's like, Oh, that Cape Fear's too dark. I'll do this one and where that is one of the most accurate depictions mm-hmm. of concentration camps and well then he's like, you think it's lighter no but, no I, I don't I don't
1: think he I don't think he chose it because it was lighter I think it was more of like a it was a movie that was more in his style yeah I guess you know like you
0: think of all the movies that Spielberg's done that are super serious and, and also he if we go back to the whole foot fetish and the whole cigar fetish he must have a Nazi fetish he does a lot of things about Nazis the <laughs> Jones well I believe
1: Spielberg is Jewish so I think he's uh he wants to do that. Do revenge. Let's only. not get into religion yet.
0: Yeah, religion, <laughs> yeah. We got we got lots of episodes again. But on, I just so thought it
1: was fairly neat. And when yeah. Spielberg was involved, I mean he gave the little nods. He was the one that suggested that Katie dress up like the housekeeper. That, he was like. um there's a scene where there's a pull out uh and it shows the sky and mm-hmm. there's a shooting star and that's totally a Spielberg thing. Yeah. Um yeah, he stayed on as producer, so he, he really helped out uh, with some, you know, mild yeah. little touches. And this, um, is, this is
0: a good movie, so, you know.
1: When Spielberg was
0: involved also, uh, yes.
1: Bill Murray was actually attached to it to play Max Cady.
0: I really like... Wait, what? Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah, it would be. I guess I like... I I I think it's funny when you hear about, like, oh, you know, this... When you see things and it's like, oh, you know, this person was originally going to play this part in this movie. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there going, oh, I, I can never see that. It's like, but you wouldn't know any otherwise. Like, there's a an alternate universe where someone's going, really, Robert De Niro is, I actually, you know, I don't think anyone can see that. Again, going back to the fact that he looks like every murderer ever. So, (laughs) I think it's just like the fact that someone in someone else in a different universe would be like, yeah, Bill Murray played it. You know, crap. It's been like, that's weird. Like, again, as Bill Murray, I immediately think of Ghostbusters, um, anything Wes Anderson. Yeah. You know, like, he's had a great career, but, let see. That's what
1: you're thinking. I'm thinking Groundhog Day. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, th- the movie that w- he really did well in was uh, Fear and Loathing in Las mm. Vegas. He he played Hunter S. Thompson to a tee. Where the buffalo roam. Where the, and where the buffalo, buffalo roam Rome as well. He he killed that right. As,
0: as a side note. Sorry, I, I did say the wrong movie, didn't I? Yeah. As as a side note about talking about Bill Murray, um, as it still has to do with movies, and since we're on the topic of them. Yep. I, I, I really like, oh, one of my favorite parts is about Bill Murray, and usually a lot of people can't pull it off. hmm Like, and it's funny. People can pull it off until other people notice it. Like, until it's in a bad movie, where he plays the exact same character in every single movie. He plays a guy that does not give a crap. Like, he, yep. every single movie, he's the guy going, this is a movie. Like, th- like if, if there was third, fourth wall yep. breaks in it, he'd be the guy going, this is a movie. This is stupid. Like yeah. in, in everyone, like Ghostbusters, you're sitting there going, like, "Yeah, ghosts." And like even though he's seen ghosts, yeah. he's sitting there going, still going, "Yeah, ghosts." This yeah. is stupid. Like it's like, and that's what's great. And that's when uh, I'm guessing at some point we'll talk. We'll do a one on the Ghostbusters, probably. Yeah. Seven Definitely seven not Ghostbusters two.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> but well, I, I like, never want to see that movie again.
0: Anyways, Anyways we, we are, really are talking about Cape. Yeah, Fury sorry. And I, <laughs> I like how it's you talking about the actual movie. Then every five minutes, I go. Yeah, let's talk about something else. <laughs> okay, let's go over here for a bit. That's a different of our difference of our generation. Sorry, I touched yeah. my mic. Um. But so, back to this movie. Um. Yeah. So I, I the acting was great in this movie. I think it was like, again, other than the beginning line, other than that, is really good. And if we're talking about again generation things and. Mm-hmm. What people immediately think of when they saw the movie, very beginning of the movie, when he's leaving prison, and it goes, you know, uh, what about your books? You already read them. Just the shot of that, like how it looked, remind me of Blues Brothers. Oh yeah. You know, you know when Jacob's coming out of prison, mm-hmm. it, it looked like it looked very similar to me. Yeah. Um, but one thing I noticed, and because I feel because. Uh, this is your movie. Like, you picked this movie. Yep. And obviously, you're going to talk up about it a lot. Yep. Next episode, when we do that, the one that I picked, that yep. we can't say yet, um, I will probably be the person talking up about it. And you, sure. So, I'm going to talk down about it. Okay. The one thing, like... So, as a person who was watched a lot of movies and always comparing things to different movies... Yep. The beginning scene of the prison scene, to me... Like, it, it was fine. Like, there was nothing wrong with it, really. But the one thing, when I saw it, the prison seemed very small. Like, when you think about other movies, like, um, again, talking about, like, for example, Blues Brothers. Yep. The very beginning of Blues Brothers, it does, I think, if you took the beginning of Blues Brothers and switched the characters and put it in this movie, mm-hmm. I I think it wouldn't get rid of anything. I think it might actually add something. Like, showing... <laughs> Subtle, like again, he does show the tattoos, like with uh, Jacob having Jacob blues on his knuckles. Um, and it just showing him coming out of prison, like all of it going out of prison, like him getting his stuff back. And to then it shows like the prison's big, like there's a lot of stuff in it. Like, um, where in this one it was you get a shot of his back, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, he's in prison, then he walks down a stairway and then he's out, which is fine, like again, considering. And this is kind of me rant like beating a, a horse that doesn't exist. Like it's it's not <laughs> something that really needs to be talked about, or needs <laughs> to be complained about. But I'm just saying, if I'm trying to find nitpicks, yeah. When you think like if you think about that scene, it does what it needs to do. Like yep. it, it's like yeah, he was in prison, which is fine. Just thinking as a person who loves great shots and stuff like that like as a person that just like again, <laughs> seeing it if he was shot like. The yeah, B- Blues Brothers, or like, just because like every movie I think when it does prison, it shows it as a big empty place. Yeah, where in this movie it seemed very small and mm-hmm. cramped. Like I,
1: I can't say I noticed that too much. I think I think the more of the point was he is done it, his yeah. sentence. He, there's indication that he's been there a long time. Yeah, like the tattoos were in yeah. prison. They are prison tattoos. Like mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I don't think it, it... It doesn't warrant much to the plot, how big the prison is or yeah. whatever. It does say that it's in Georgia. Mm. Um, so that kind of leads to the fact that it happened um, in Georgia. Mm. And he's going to New Essex, wherever that is in the States. Yeah, um, He definitely did... Like, Bowden's family moved away because of this situation. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say... To nitpick something in the movie, mm. I think it really just... It's the... the how old the movie is like yeah. how acting was then and the different things in the script that were there was a lot of improvisation through the movie too like um, if you take for instance the scene where he uh, is is drinking with Laurie in the bar yeah. I don't think he's actually drinking either I think I noticed that I think he's dr- just drinking water mm-hmm. and she's drinking drinks and she's I think she orders a sea breeze, and she hopes that he can afford it mm-hmm. she's basically telling him that yeah. That something's going to happen. Mm. But that whole scene was improvised mm-hmm. between those two actors. The other scene that was improvised was the drama scene. Yeah. And that was all done in one take. Yeah. And I think that's, that tells you something with the actors that they hired to do these jobs. I think uh, it, it, mm. it d- really says something about the, the script. And, and Scorsese's mm. ability to use the actors for what they can do. Yeah,
0: like this, is like, again, I'd like to point out that this is a great movie and definitely, um, this is a must-see, It's would It's a great movie, especially because there's rumors of, I'd really doubt he's going to do it, but now yeah. quit Quentin Tarantino doing a remake of it, which, but I'm saying, as a great movie, it does say a lot that I'm nitpicking stuff, like, yeah. again, that <laughs> doesn't need to be changed. Like Yeah, I'm not sure I had much yeah. to nitpick, to tell you the truth. My, my point, like, again, like, Anything from my points, like I, I like of me nitpicking things, mm-hmm. is me going. This is really the only thing I can find to nitpick. Like yeah. this is the stupidest crap I can yeah, find. Like nitpick. the hairnet and that. Like yeah, the hairnet. Yeah. That part, that part more pisses me off because I can't do that. <laughs> um, but
1: okay, then, so so let's let's say today. Yeah. Um, let's say you've been given a certain amount of money. Yeah. To remake this movie. Yeah. Who are your actors? Oh. <laughs> like, uh, don't think about it too much. Who you're gonna throw into the Max Katie character, Nick Nolte character, Juliet Lewis?
0: Uh, I guess for Max Katie. First of all, you go because <laughs> I, I, I asked a, the question. But Oh gosh. <laughs> um, what? Uh, hmm. I because for Max Katie, you gotta find someone that one is creepy. And not is overly, like, I find the best part about, like, Robert Neubing is he's not, like, giant. Like, it's not, like, it's, yeah. it's someone that could kind of blend in. Like, because half the movie's point is, like, yeah. this guy is doing these things and he can't get caught. Like, no one yeah. believes him. Where, like, I think if you got, like, if you're, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and like, he's going to prison. but well, we're talking, <laughs> like, like, you're huge. talking about an actor now
1: that is in, like, he just spent 14 years in prison. Think of, like, somebody that's probably fairly yeah. young, Got a lot to go on his mm-hmm. life and 14 years later he's out of jail. So what I'm thinking for uh, Max Katie, I, I, and I i did not plan to, to even ask this question. I thought it would mm. be kind of fun to just throw in. Um, I'm thinking something like, um, oh, the evil, evil, <laughs> I think Johnny Depp could do it. Johnny Depp? But he's a bit old now for that, Yeah, you know, so like, I, I mean, you, you're
0: thinking... Hmm. John, yeah, I could see Johnny Depp. I, I but I like with Johnny Depp like that. I. Machete. Pardon? Machete. Oh yeah, Machete. The guy who plays Machete. <laughs> oh, um, Danny Trejo. Yeah. Danny Traeux, huh? Yeah. But uh, like with Johnny Depp stuff like that, I think just because of his image now. Like, yeah. When yeah. I see no, Johnny Depp, right. I go. You're kids probably movie. right.
1: It's a kids movie. Well, I'm thinking like younger actors. Younger actors. Yeah. Uh, like in their, their, their 30s. Um, that's maybe not younger to you, but... Uh, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, that's like... Like, a, like
1: Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, mm. I don't know if he's would be menacing enough. Like it's hard, like... Or like... And this uh, brings up a good Zachary point Zachary
0: Quinto? Though. It's hard, like... <laughs> it's also like seeing this, is it, it, I kind of now realize like... Even just thinking about this like for a couple minutes. Like yeah. I get now like... You know when people are doing a remake and it's like, oh, you know, that's kind of. Yeah. I remember seeing this guy. I think this now definitely proves a point that people should stop making remakes. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's it's hard to like because yeah, it's uh, like there, I, if honestly, if someone was like, I I, I was honestly when you first said it, I was gonna say Robert De Niro still, like, okay. even though he's old and I just like the idea that. You know, him chasing with a walker, yeah. you know, instead of choking with a <laughs> wire, it's <laughs> teeth. Dirty Grandpa re- yeah. goes to Cape Fear. Oh, Fair. my God. <laughs> that would be the best spin-off <laughs> ever. <laughs> Meet the Bowdens. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it would be great. It would be great. Um, um, okay, so, like, Max Cady's a hard one to cast. I think it would be easy to put uh, somebody like um, like Guy Pierce as Bowden. Do you know who Guy Pierce is? He was in Memento. Um, he was—I uh, think he was in one of those. Uh,
0: was he in an Iron Man movie? I'm not even sure. Guy Pierce. I gotta say though, like, for for Sam in it, to think of just someone—if we were like—if we were doing it right now, I don't know who I'd do. But if we waited a couple of years, yeah. Um, did you see Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them?
1: No. <laughs> I just uh, haven't seen it. Have you, have you
0: seen the trailers for it?
1: M- why don't you talk about what you want to talk about? Okay, so
0: <laughs> you know the main character? What's his, em- Sure. Nug or whatever his name yep. is. Something stupid. But that character, if he was, like that guy who played him, if he was a little bit older, I could see playing Sam's okay. character. And then also... Who's that actor? Oh, uh, beats me. Uh, I'm terrible with actor names, but... Uh, you know, yeah, people at home, you can look it up. Like, it's it's just, like, I think he would have to have a little more, like, a lot more years on him as he's a young actor. But to me, that guy still like, he is, like, the face structure of yeah. the guy who plays, like, of, what's uh, his face? Yeah. But, uh, I gotta say, again, and if we if we went back one, like, a couple more years, mm-hmm. uh, that guy who, uh, he died, he was in Hunger Games. He, uh... He was uh, God. I can't remember his name, but like he was in the Hunger Games as uh, I'm trying the last to one too. Liam Hemsworth, I think so. I could see him playing uh, the guy that shoots himself. What's his name? Uh, okay, yeah, I, I, his name into my tongue. And yeah. I like to point out people that are going to keep watching these podcasts. The most common word you'll ever hear me say is "What's his face?" Because I don't yeah. know very much names. Yeah. I'm terrible. With names. I'm
1: I'm really good at that kind of
0: thing. So uh, I can. So I I think I we'll we'll
1: complement each other on that. I can talk about movie parts and different yep. things that
0: happen in movies, but I cannot tell you people yeah. names. I'm terrible with them.
1: Yeah, but like, and that's how we kind of got started. We worked together, and we kind of got into. Yeah. Uh, talking about movies and we really stopped really getting our work done and we started to just just get on movies and we started to kind of quote each other or quote movies to each other so
0: there's so there's going to be a lot more of that there's two sorry three things we're going to do before we end the show um and so one of them is i think we should do right now which is just say what your favorite scene was like i gotta say my favorite scene we did kind of talk about that yeah Yeah, my, my like my favorite scene was definitely the movie theater scene. I think it was shot mm-hmm. beautifully. That was the main thing for me. Yep. As I care more about how things are shot. I feel oh, yeah. Like, like, I like watching things and going, that was shot great. Like yeah. I, th- That was definitely my favorite scene.
1: Yeah. Well, I like the, the scene when he first... I, I, we yeah. talked about this already, but I like the when he introduces himself. Yeah. Reintroduces like him. himself. I, I like the angle where De Niro's down, like mm. low, and... Yeah. Nolte's up high and like the camera angle is 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 kind of like shooting down from his perspective mm-hmm. shooting up from De Niro's perspective and it kind of yeah. like gives you kind of a scale as to what kind of trouble Nolte is thinking he might be in yeah and kind of De Niro letting him know that yeah. y- you're going to feel
0: this pain um so what then, else uh then two things one I think we sh- the one we could do now which is so each ep- so each episode, we're going to do um, the person who came up with the movie is going to do a little game or challenge thing to do with the movie for the other person to do. Yep. So this week was yours, yep, and you wanted to do a quiz.
1: Well, I wanted to do a quiz, but I talked about most of those things already. Uh, don't worry, <laughs> I probably wasn't paying attention. All right, so okay, I don't really so listen
0: to myself or you. I'm all right, so um, I just kind of nod. Okay, true or, true or false?
1: True or false? Okay. Max Katie never calls Bowden by his first name.
0: That's true. Yeah. Uh um, calls him
1: Counselor. That's basically the only thing I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, this is so <laughs> redundant because we've no, already yeah. we've already said these things. <laughs> Bill Murray was originally attached to this film, true or false? True. You only know I that because so I
0: told you that. I feel so smart now. Yeah. Can we do this every week? yeah see, I told you. <laughs> you asked me questions that you already told I me. I couldn't resist that,
1: not talking about it while yeah. I was uh, doing it. So uh the film, this film was Scorsese's highest-grossing film. I'd, we're going to find out about that because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's kind of hard to believe that a film in 91 made yeah. more money than a film in 2006.
0: Well, it could, I was going to say, yeah, because it could, like, uh, time, obviously. Like, for example, uh, the yeah. movie that's known for be- not making its money ma- back, Waterworld, actually no. made its money back throughout the years yeah slowly but surely so well
1: yeah you, like you, you find that uh, movies don't make so much in the box office these days yeah they, they still have a new life on dvd or even now digital yeah. netflix and digital like that.
0: netflix and things so. do you have any more questions
1: um not really because i really did just talk all the way through them i'll come up with a better game um yeah, well next, next
0: week's game. my game
1: oh and i already have well ty what game. movie
0: are we doing next week uh uh, we'll t- say that right at the end, because the, the last part that we're going to do... Oh, because I really wanted to know. We'll, we'll, we'll mention it after that. Okay. Uh, so, we mentioned at the very beginning of this uh, podcast, these are not reviews. Uh, we kind of lied to you, but kind of didn't. They're not reviews, but we are going to say a review at the very end. So, uh, considering this movie, we're not going to consider them compared to every movie, because mm-hmm. it's a Martin of Scorsese movie. Of course, it mm-hmm. rate high. -hmm. But out of all the Mark Scorsese films that you have seen, where would you rate this one? Compared to other of his work. Of Scorsese's movies? Yeah. Um,
1: It's hard to say. Like, what's the scale here? Are we going to say, like, four bottles of Jim Beam with Pepto Bismol out of five? Whatever
0: (laughs) score you think. Because I would say say that.
1: I would say four out of
0: five. Four Um, out of five? Yeah. I would say, um, in. I would say f- 6 bottles of uh Jim Bean and Pepto-Bismol at a 10. 6 out of 10. Okay. And I would consider like just the rating like, you know, like, you know, five stars. Yeah, so. Yeah. And uh obviously number 1 for me being uh, Goodfellas. Like 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. I was comparing it to Goodfellas. Yeah. Fair
1: Goodfellas that. is a, is a good film. It is a good film. Um, um I, I love The Departed. I've I've watched The Departed you know, 10, 15 times, and Mm -hmm. I watch it like every New Year's Eve. I love, Mm -hmm. like, you know, around New Year's, I like to watch Departed. Um, I find that it's just a movie that I always catch things in it. Um, Scorsese has done a lot of really great stuff. I like like the projects he's attached to. Mm -hmm. And it's it's surprising that I never saw Cape Fear until this year.
0: Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. Um, Me watching two movies every night. So, um, I don't think I should tell everyone, what our next week's uh, movie's going to be. But I do want to give you guys hints so then you can try to guess it in the comments and try to figure out if you guys can guess the movie before it comes out next week. So, uh, the hints I would give you is uh, British director, first of all. Okay. It's a very British director. Um, it is a British comedy. And uh, it's about a bit of pub crawl. That's all I'm giving you. Uh, once you see it next week, you'll go. Basically, yeah. just said the title. I'm like, but you know what? Don't worry about it. Yep. Um, so, that has been the first episode of uh, I Almost Said No Topic Podcast uh, Movie <laughs> Therapy. So, come back next week. Um, we're doing these, they'll be out on YouTube every Tuesday on uh, the North Star Pictures. And also, go subscribe to Faux, pas, faux Pop. Uh, TV's YouTube channel, as there is great content there, and there's going to be exclusive uh, mm-hmm. content there soon. So, and also, we already do have exclusive content like uh, key issues, Guy um, and Hydra, which are great shows. Yeah. Um, so, to so go subscribe to them, go subscribe to here, uh, like, and guess the next week's movie. Yep. Um, you look in the description. There's our both of our. Um, Twitter, so you yeah, can tweet you can at us. find me at Twitter, on Twitter
1: at uh, do it all, Derek. And, and uh, if you suggest movies that you want to see, th- give us mm. some comments on uh, how we jump from topic to topic yeah. in this. Uh, <laughs> it was good, like good, good things, bad things. Thumbs up, Thumbs down. Let us know what we're doing, what we can do better, mm-hmm. what you'd like to see, what you'd like to hear us talk about.
0: Um, we're really excited to do this. Yeah, um, yep. so we'll be back next week with our British comedy um pub crawl movie thank you for watching thank you very
1: much have a good day